Monster Life with Brent and Jeff. We're on a mission from God. All right, this is the Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Whoa. We're on a mission from God. Whoa. Another Altar Life show. All I have to say is whoa. (laughs) (laughs) We are speechless. Can you handle it? I don't think so. We are here for part three of our Colossians series. We're so glad you've tuned in tonight. We're going to be going through chapter one again. And we're going to be talking about the mission of Christ. The reason he came to this earth and became flesh was to dwell among us, to die for us, and to bring us back to himself. And we've got lots of great music for you. We've got Delirious, Jars with Clay, Our Hearts Hero, Mainstay, Disciple, etc., etc. If it's your first time listening to The Altar Life, where have you been? That's what I want to know. That's right. Uh, but we're here consistently on a weekly basis, wherever you're <laughs> listening to us. Um if you come back the same time next week, we'll be here again. Yes. <laughs> uh, faithfully. So, uh, you know, we're excited to be here and to um, open up God's Word together and play some great music. And um, we hope you're encouraged and blessed and you get to rock and roll a little bit. Kicking off our episode in Colossians chapter 1, tonight part 3 of our series, The Mission of Christ. If you tuned in our previous weeks, we had the fruit of Christ and the supremacy of Christ. Now we're talking about the mission. The Messiah, Christ, why was he sent? You know, we we know the word Christ. We think it's Jesus' last name, but it's not. <laughs> it, it means that he was anointed, he was sent. And why was he sent? What was his mission? And thankfully, it wasn't an impossible mission because he was God. And he completed it, and that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Yeah, his mission, I'm glad it wasn't like a Star Trek mission. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we were trying to find other life forms on another planet. Like, I'm glad it was a little bit more meaningful than that and um you know there's some great verses that we're going to talk about tonight you know just reading through this and um you know excited because there's so much weight here and there's so much that um if we really believe what god's word says and we really understand what this means i think it would change our life and um as we look at it tonight you know and understand the love of christ and the and the mission and the plan that that the father god had for sending jesus his only son to the earth um you know, I think it, tonight it's it's an opportunity to re remember that. You know, some of those the you know if you grow up in the church, you're very familiar with Jesus coming to Earth and as a baby and and dying on the cross for our sins and those things. Somehow, as we hear them a lot in church, they can become you know commonplace, if you will. We don't really um, we can skim over it real fast, and it doesn't have that weightiness that it may may have once had when we first got saved. And um, I'm thinking tonight will be an opportunity for us to relook at some things here as we look at the mission of Christ and why Christ came um, and spent time here on earth. And, uh, you know, Jeff, I need to be reminded of that because so often I go from, you know, in my Christian life, I go from day to day. And, um, you know, it's when I, when I take a step back and remember. And I think that's why it's awesome to take communion because it's an opportunity to remember that's why we're supposed to take it is to remember what christ did and to remember um why he came and and what that was all about um you know so that we don't ever lose sight of that because that's if we didn't if you know if we're not remembering that that's where it all starts for us as christians and if we lose sight of that we're losing sight of the real reason that jesus came and and the greatest act of love that he showed us and um so anyway as we move on let's just remember what Christ did for us. Verse 19, chapter 1, For it pleased the Father that in him, Jesus, all the fullness should dwell, 
and by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And we heard because of the blood by hearts, our heart's hero um, in those last few songs. But we talked about Jesus's place among all creation and how he is the firstborn. He's preeminent. We talked about that last week. And then going into that, it says that the father was pleased to have Jesus contain the fullness of the Godhead. And, you know, we see that uh, in scripture. It says that Jesus is the, you know, can, is the, the Godhead bodily, which we, you're like, you're like, what does that term mean? I don't even know. Uh, but it says, but by him, he was also going to reconcile all things to himself. Everything that had been separated through sin, you know, everything that was scattered, you know, whether it was just the children of Israel scattered, scattered across the world or, you know, people that just are running from God currently through Jesus Christ, all those things can be brought back to God. It says that in second Corinthians chapter five, that, you know, God made Jesus who knew no sin to be sin so that we might become the righteousness of God through him and says that God was on the cross with Jesus pleading that we would be reconciled back to God. You know, that's the act that Jesus dying on the cross was an act of reconciliation to make up for what had been broken in the Garden of Eden when man decided that they knew their, they knew better than God. They were going to buy the lie of the enemy to make themselves equal with God or above God. And, you know, the rest of the story, the redemption story through all scripture is leads to this point, the cross. It's the most central moment in history where all things could come back to God. And uh, the blood of Christ that washes over all of our sin, um, there's nothing like it. <laughs> um, feels clean. It sure does. <laughs> For it pleased the Father. I got stuck there, Jeff, yeah. when you read that. You know, it pleased the Father that in him, in Jesus, all the fullness should dwell. Knowing what Jesus was going to do on the cross, that he was going to die for the world um, to redeem us back to himself, as it says there. You know, it pleased the Father that that was the way it was going, that that was what was going to happen. You know, I'm sure, you know, his only son, you know, it wasn't like it was all, it was like a pleasure. It was doesn't say that it was a pleasure, like God was excited about it. He was pleased in the sense that it was good to him that Jesus would die for us. And, um, man, you just get stuck there and you think about that and the amount of love and the amount of grace that he's showing us, his fallen creation, you know, to to send his only son in the form of that creation to... To, to bring the fullness of um, the fullness of God and, and that that would dwell on dwell in, in Jesus Christ and that his perfect son would go get slaughtered um, in execution style and uh, for the sake of us and you, you stop there and you just think about that as I was saying before just to remember again and let it sink in on what that meant um, and the weight of that and um, that it pleased the father you know and the enemy would like us to think that we're good for nothing and to condemn us and to say that, you know, you know, to make, to cheapen that, to cheapen the weight of that, um, you know, because so often we sin and we fail and the enemy would like to jump on us and say, well, you know, you're good for nothing. I can't believe the father would have done that for you. Like he just had to do that because that's the way, it, you know, there's so many lies that the enemy can throw at us. But if you let it really, let it think, let it sink in, the father was pleased to allow the Son to come and to be filled 
And um, man, just I just got stuck there, Jeff, and I just yeah. needed to share that. No, that's sweet, man. Uh, the pleasure of the Father, and a lot of times we think that you know God was this angry God, and Jesus was the nice, loving one, and He's like, no, no, Dad, I'll do it. You know, like, and God's like, all right, fine. I really wanted to punish those people, but no, no, no. It was from the beginning, and that was the love of God to send Jesus. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think we forget that Jesus was the first missionary. <laughs> All right, that was You by PFR, a great song about Jesus' purpose and mission You know, to, to put a, an end to death and the separation that sin causes between God and man, making peace through the blood of his cross. You know, if Jesus had been stoned, you know, I don't know. Would would it have been sufficient? I, I don't think so. I think it it had been prophesied that he would die in this way. And even God orchestrated it even so that the Jewish people would have their death sentence, you know, authority taken away. So they had to go to Rome and have the, uh, you know, the death sentence being crucifixion, which was the Roman means of execution. You know, we see all these pictures and prophecies about how the Messiah would come and be suffered and he would be lifted up. You know, you see that term a lot. Um, if he was stoned, he would have been beaten down. He wouldn't have been lifted up. But in the cross, and you think about that, how the blood, what it represents in the Bible when it talks about the in the, in the blood, that's where the life is. Jesus bled his life out for us so that we could have life and that we could have a life reconciled with God. Because if you're not reconciled with God, there is no life. You know what I mean? Like everybody out here in this world that thinks they can get along without God is fooling themselves because it's not a life. You know, you're living for nothing, you know, and uh, I think it's just so crucial to come back to this, this, this central message of Christianity, which is Jesus coming to save people from their sins and to bring us back to God, not just so that we can have a good life where it's like, oh, good, I don't get the punishment for my sins, but ultimately that we would be brought back into fellowship with God. That's the central thing because you could be forgiven, but you, you, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're accepted. You know what I mean? There's like two different things. Like you could forgive somebody for doing something to you, but you don't invite them over to your house or invite <laughs> them to come live with you. You know what I mean? There, there's, there's a, a lot of people get stuck there, but they forget about like what, what that means, what it, what it entails, all those different things that come along with the fact that Jesus died for us. And he didn't just, you know, cover it over yeah. the sin. He forgave it, and he re- and the Bible says here he reconciled. It's like he made up, yeah. and now we're friends. Yeah. Isn't that cool? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you're, you're probably listening tonight, and you're going, okay, this is great. All this is good information. This is good. Um, you know, this verse here where he says, you know, having made peace through the blood of his cross, um, you know, do you have peace tonight that you know that Christ has forgiven you of your sins, you know. Even as a Christian, at times, you know, I've been restless, um, struggling with understanding and believing the complete forgiveness and reconciliation of Jesus Christ. You know, I've felt like Christ paid for my sin and I need to pay a little bit for it too, <laughs> you know. And, and that in and of itself has left me restless and without peace, you know. And Christ's desire, he, it pleases him to know that Jesus was the complete, you know, the complete payment and the, and the, everything that was needed to, for complete reconciliation with the Father is in Jesus Christ. And you can't add to that, you know. Um, so tonight, if you're feeling down on yourself and you're feeling condemned tonight, let that go 
and trust that Jesus is the one and his blood covers everything, not just 80% of your sin, but 100% of it. And that in him, if you're found in him, is complete peace and complete rest. And um, that's a good thing. That's cool. <laughs> trust that. The great thing is, is that there was one who God sent and it was, could only be through him because Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. And we could look back and do a huge study on the Old Testament sacrifices and how those were just a shadow, a type of what Jesus would ultimately fulfill on the cross. If you would like to do your own homework, you can read Hebrews and that really talks about that. But we only have two hours to get through these four verses. And I don't know if we'll be able to do it because they're so chock full. So <laughs> it says in verse 21, and you, yeah, that's right, you, <laughs> personalize it. You can put your name there, and it says you. And Jeff, who once was alienated and enemies in his mind, no, in your mind, by wicked works, yet now he is reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless. Stop. What? <laughs> and this is so true, because it says, we were enemies in our mind by wicked works. When we live in that sinful lifestyle... We might not think like that we're shaking our fist at God, but like your mind is just so contrary to the things of God and you're an enemy of his. And it says, but he, while we were still in that state, you know, we always think that Jesus died for us because he saw the potential that we had. <laughs> and then once we're saved, we forget that he died for us while we were still sinners. And we think that he's like mad at us when we mess up because he's like, hey, I died for you because i thought you could live perfectly and what are you doing now no it's not that way he says that he he did it so that he could present us holy that's the thing i don't understand and blameless i know what i've done and i know my track record how can i sit back and say yeah i'm holy and blameless i can't jesus can and it doesn't say that he that he um doesn't say that now all of a sudden because of jesus we are blameless like that we're yeah. free of sin and that you know we're completely set apart and there's you know and in a way it is but it's be, he's presenting us that way he's saying look at my child he's holy and he's blameless and the enemy would say no look at all these blemishes look at all these things that i'm proving you wrong <laughs> jesus the enemy and jesus yeah. talking and jesus is like no all i see is my blood washing over all i see is me the father says all i see is jesus in him and um that's a cool thing you're unbelievable the altar this is unbelievable i cannot believe this this is unbelievable this is unbelievable all right that was under the sun the swift and it's time for our unbelievable segment jeff we were thinking and making and laughing about just recently about uh the ridiculousness of the youtube culture and uh in some ways, I'm thankful because there's some cool things that I've been able to find that I've been really, uh, that's really helped me in YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm trying to learn a song, and I have somebody there who's like got a guitar, and like they're in the room and they're telling me how to play it. And yeah. it's like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, so there's some helpful things in there, and there's some entertaining things, you know. But man, is there a lot of stuff on there that's just so lame? Like, I watch it, I'm like, why did that even end up there? Yeah, who like, spent the time to digitize yeah, that and put, put that out there? Like, <laughs> and what compels people to put certain things out there too? Like, I've always yeah. wondered that. Like, why is that even out on YouTube? Like, who <laughs> thought, hey, let's put that out there so other people can see that? Yeah, and some people they are famous because of it. You know, like when they somebody just thought to do 
a funny video of a Lady Gaga song, and it goes all over the internet, and it gets like a million views. Meanwhile, I put a video up there, seven views. What's up with that? <laughs> Do you have videos out there? Yeah. I haven't seen them. On the band. Case in point. Case in point. (laughs) I've never seen them. Why would I watch stuff from you? Why would I do that? (laughs) Why would I waste my time? I do like the obscure stuff. Like when it's like, I want to see a clip of Hercules Legendary Journeys, you know, from episode five, season six or something like that. And you're like, oh, that's probably on YouTube. I'm sure it is because someone else in the world has the same taste I do. And has M- the capability of doing it. Yeah. Like you think no one would ever care about that. And you're like, well, let me just see. And you put in the search and you're like, there's 10 instances of this. Yeah. <laughs> like someone else is there's like There's one me. in HD. <laughs> <laughs> How do I do this? Oh, now man. you have to skip the ads. Boo. And then there's all the ones that like, um, there's like this like really catchy like um when you look at the video you know how like you see the the clip like yeah. a, a still frame of a clip of what the video is going to yeah. be about and you like <clears throat> see something really cool and you're like oh it's gonna be fun yeah and you play play and it's like some really boring guy just talking to you and you're like that has nothing to do with the thing <laughs> from the front like i'm so deceived yeah that's ridiculous <laughs> it's great like they have a lot of kids stuff on there too but you got to be careful because it's like whatever is related as soon as the video is over he like brings up like whatever's related to that oh, video yeah. and it could be anything right. it's like there's yeah, one we're watching Elmo and then there was like some spoof of Elmo and we were like whoa turn that off right now <laughs> like you're just like it's dangerous it's crazy yeah we don't want Elmo being made fun of no how dare <laughs> how dare anyone defame or profane the name of Elmo, Elmo. especially for the sake of YouTube entertainment <laughs> anyway Boom. YouTube it's it's a blessing and definitely annoying all in one we've been talking about the reconciliation of Jesus Christ and the mission and why Christ came and uh, we were talking about being how Christ has, through his reconcil- work on the cross, has reconciled us and that we have been presented holy and blameless. And, you know, I was just thinking about how, you know, we're, we're all a bunch of sinful people. And, um, you know, in Christ, continually through the work of the blood, the blood, you know, through his blood on the cross, has washed us clean and has presented us holy and blameless. And if we really believe that, um, and lived in the reality of that on a daily basis as we're screwing up, as we're failing, as we're not being blameless and holy. And we realize that in that moment, as we're asking forgiveness, that God is truly presenting us faultless in that moment. We would look at ourselves and then we would look at Jesus and we'd realize how how not deserving we are of that on a more regular basis. And I was just thinking about that story um, where Jesus asked the disciples, you know, You know, if someone was forgiven little and someone was forgiven much, you know, which one would love me more? And it's interesting when I think about that, it's like the more reality that we realize that how much we've been forgiven, um, because we haven't been forgiven more or less, (laughs) like we're all just, we all just need a savior. Um, But when we live in more of a reality of the forgiveness of ourselves, um, man, like how much more would we love Jesus and how much more would we be willing to serve him out of a love for him as opposed to a duty to check a box in our Christian lives. If you miss The Altar Life, log on to www.thealtarlife.com and listen to the most recent episodes. That was If I Had to Die for Someone by Petra. I wouldn't do it if I had to. Well, maybe my family I would. I spoke too soon. I would die for my wife and my kids if I had to. But for Brent, eh. (laughs) If, Thanks, I'm, if, if I'm if it's like on a good day, 
and I feel like I've accomplished a lot, and I'm like, yeah, I could, I could die. You accomplished a lot. Well, I got all my work done. Might as well. Yeah, I'm not leaving any work for somebody else if I were to die today. So it's <laughs> terrible. What are you even talking about? But um, I don't know. Uh, we're talking about the the mission of Christ tonight. See, it's Petra. It, it's, it brings the best out in you. <laughs> Petra. Oh, that's the best. What's yeah. the worst like then? <laughs> Oh man, the is worst that, is me just going uh, for like five minutes. Straight. I just like poking you about your your Petra my, my, fascination. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Love. Can't can't go wrong, man. Or maybe you can, but it's okay. <laughs> it's blind faith. <laughs> um, hey, let's take time to invite you to check out our website www.thealterlife.com. There you go. I did it. Um, we're in verse twenty-two, I think, or twenty-one. And you who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. Yet now he is reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless. We were just talking about that. Like Brent was saying, we've been forgiven so much. And I think a lot of times we like the fact that we're holy and blameless, but we almost like forget that how amazingly marvelous it is that we can be presented holy and blameless because of how wicked and how much of an enemy we were. And then in, in, in realizing that, coming to that re- realization in our life, how we should respond in love to, to Christ because of what he did and what work he completed on the cross. And that's, that was such a cool point to tie in. Um, and it says that we are above reproach in his sight. So not only does he cover us and, and clean us, but it's so that he, even in his own eyes, it's not like he's like, I know, I know what's on going on behind the scenes or whatever. You know, it's not like he sees through that. Like even it's, he does it so that even when he looks at us, that's all he sees. You know what I mean? It's not like, pulling a fast one or pulling the wool over somebody else's eyes it's for himself too that's pretty cool that is cool thanks (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry that was funny um i said cool a lot yeah that was cool but um you know above reproach blameless i i don't know i just let that sink in tonight you know and i don't know how who's out there and who's listening you know but for me when i look at that i'm not worthy of that kind of love and that kind of forgiveness and um, praise God. It should draw us, it should drive us to praise him. And, um, you know, moving on, verse 23 says, If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard. And that's important, you know. We could be swayed. We can be distracted. And we can be moved, you know, from the gospel from the word of God. And it's so important to ground ourselves there in the word. You know, tonight, you know, on, on our show, on the altar life, we, we, you know, we hold the word of God in, in a very high regard. We, we, we look at this as truth. Um, we look at the word of God as the source for anything intelligent yeah. <laughs> and everything, anything worthwhile, you know, and we measure our lives and we measure even what we do on the show against what the word of God says. And why? Not just because we're weird, because we are weird. Yeah. God created us that way. Um, so I'm happy to be weird because that's how God created us. But, you know, when you look at it, he's, you know, he's given us something to ground us. And the gospel says the gospel, the hope of the gospel, which he, which these people have heard. And he says, don't sway from that. I've told you the truth. Don't sway. Don't be misdir- misdirected because um, it's so easy to to get lost and to start getting deceived by the enemy because that's what he'd love to do is get you off course and um you know be grounded in that yeah i think it's amazing that even 
the enemy tried to divert Christ from his mission. You know what yeah. I mean? He was coming to die on the cross. That was why he came. And the enemy's like, hey, why don't you just bow down to me? I'll give you all the kingdoms. I'll give you everything that you that God is going to give you, but I'll give it to you easier. You don't have to go through all this rigmarole of dying and being beaten beyond human recognition. Why would you want to do that? Just just do it my way. you know. And the more so, he's going to do it with us, obviously. He's going to try to divert us from what God has called us to do and also from what the hope, that gospel, that truth that he's given to us. But we can't allow it to happen. We've got to stay rooted in the word. Aren't we so thankful that Jesus drew us back to, through his body back to God so that we can have a relationship with him? One that is new. One that is, it's not like he repaired the cracks and that it's weaker. You know what I mean? Like when we glue our Mother's Day, our mom's Mother's Day mug back together. And you're like, oh, I hope she doesn't realize. And you, you hide it behind the all the other mugs in the cabinet hoping she won't take it out. You know what I mean? He puts it back together as though it was never broken. And we and he's not looking like, well, yeah, but everything was really good back in the Garden of Eden, and now it's just kind of, like, lame. You know what I mean? That's what's so good about <laughs> Jesus. You know, the plan for us to be reconciled was before the foundation of the world, which means before Adam and Eve, before sin. So you're like, how does that work? That's a whole other episode. But, <laughs> you know, this is what, this was God's plan. God, It's not like we messed up God's plan and he had to, like, go to plan B. You know what I mean? I think a lot of times we can kind of think that way. Like, God's like, oh, man. All right. Let's figure now this out. We you know, we, we even kind of say it, like, flippantly. Like, we messed it up and God had to fix it, you know. But he always intended it to be that way. And it's it's crazy, you know. And this was Jesus' mission to fulfill, to die on the cross for our sins. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. That's a whole mind bombshell. Yeah, <laughs> and I think we, we don't have to understand. Yeah. That's the cool thing about it. Because, you know... He says here, if you are, if you continue in the faith, I mean, there's an element of faith and believing that, um, that this is what God said and this is truth, and um, because we don't, we won't understand it, like, and we don't have to. Um, you know what I understand? I understand that God's word says that that he, while I was an enemy with Him, He reconciled me to Himself and He washed me with the blood of the cross, and I can. And in that, I'm presented faultless and without blame before the Father in heaven, and that pleased Him. That's what, that's what the truth of, of the God's word says yeah. tonight. And I don't have to understand all the behind the scenes about it. It's truth, and let's live it out. And we got another great song to close out for tonight. Down here, bleed for this love. God, it pleased God. It says in Isaiah to bruise Him, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. It was God, not because God wanted to beat up his son. It's not anything like that. What what pleased him was that in fulfilling his plan for the ages, we would be reconciled back to him. Isn't that crazy? You think about it. Yeah. It says, if you look at it and you read it in the grammar and in the, in the text, it says, he did this to reconcile all things to himself and to present us holy. Like that, that was why he did it. Was he wanted us back and he wanted us clean and holy. And he wanted us to be grounded and rooted and steadfast. And, you know, it's just unbelievable that God would do that for you. Like, think about that. I'm thinking about it and I'm like, what? (laughs) But what did I say to that person today? How did I act in this scenario? You know, this last few months, like, how have I been doubting God for providing for me and my family? You know what I mean? Like, just all these things. And we're like, wow, God, like, the lamb that was slain from before the foundation of the world. Jesus, you... You had com- 
you had to be completely man and suffer and you submitted to that you said not my will your will you know it's just unbelievable to think about that this was his mission to fulfill and he did it without leaving anything undone and that's why we're here that's why we're talking about this and that's why he calls us to live that way too to lay our lives down for him because he laid his life down for us and then here we are trying to add any kind of value and trying to i got it from here god i can be (laughs) a good christian and then we fail and then we get all depressed because we didn't you know we failed god in our weak flesh and we get all frustrated and then we come back to here and we realize that god reconciled all that to himself through the blood of the cross and there's nothing that we can add to that there's nothing in our flesh that we could have done to add any kind of merit to that it's all through it's all him he is the preeminent one and that's a good thing for us to remember tonight and to meditate on and until next week be cool cats live for christ the altar life music truth real period